Yeah, no, I've always recognized very at a very young age why I like would get a weapon. Like, I had a very cognizant of like, I didn't get uh, like a spanking for a mistake. I didn't get a spanking for like doing something that a child would do. But honestly, active acts of disobedience. It's probably a spanking coming for that. I rarely got whipped, honestly. I, most of the times where I got whooped is probably more so, it was because I was a part of a group, not because of me as an individual. <laughs> mm. I'm. It's something that fun, people don't fundamentally understand. As the youngest, I have very little control over what the heck is actually going on nine times out of ten because most people just tell me, like, everybody's bigger and stronger than I am at this point in time. So if I don't do what they want me to do, I, for the most part, just get sat on. Now, sometimes I would just be contrary and just be sat on. But there's still only so much of that I feel like dealing with. Yeah, It's just like. I was fully uh, the oldest cousin. So. Nope. I wasn't getting all the weapons or anything like that either. Like, I didn't get a lot of weapons, I wouldn't say. But, like. Like I said, like, I don't, I think I've told this story on, to y'all before. I don't know if I've told it on the microphone. I do a lot of talking and I'm not sure what, what's been recorded. What has it at this point. Yeah. Um, when I was like failing in sixth grade, like how I lied and it was like, I want to kill myself. And that, that was the story I told my mother. Cause like, it wasn't that I feared the consequence. I recognized fully that, nah, Tony's kind of opted out of doing anything oh. this year like I was choosing disobedience so I recognize that uh, it's probably a weapon coming at the end of this and, and it's, it's, it's probably justified like it wasn't that I feared weapons it was more of like I understand that the responsive measure to this is that because I don't need a conversation about why I should be doing my homework I know that all the like conversations we could have that could lead me to more understanding would be superfluous because I don't lack understanding of this. I don't want to do this, so I'm not. Yeah, I would never get what for a report card regardless. It's like uh, a part of me doing my job is I receive these privileges. If I don't do my job, I don't get these privileges. That's how my life worked. So it's just like I did my homework because I wanted to do other stuff. I never got rewarded for doing my homework either. There was no like, a lot of people would get like 20s for every single 80 they got. Nah, none of that. This is your job. This is all you got to do. Mm, I don't know. It was a mixed bag. Like, there were rewards for A's and B's like inside of that system. But Tony's his own man. And uh, I reiterate, I don't do homework, period. Didn't do homework in college. Didn't do homework all throughout grade school. I, I don't do it. It's I something mean, college I just, homework is, unless you're with dealing with the real, really fluky-ass teachers, homework is so de-emphasized at nauseum. It's like 10% of your grade nine times out of 10. And it'd be, it'll be hundreds of points, but it's still only weighted to be 10% of your grade. So every single point of homework is literally worth 10% of a point. So say you got 10, you got 10, like 10 points for a homework assignment. 
it's still only worth 1% of your grade. He doing way too much math for the fact that Tony's not doing that. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not. What I, That's my I, rationale. That was from my rationale for only doing most. I did enough homework to, in order to not get a A minus. Oh, so you wanted a 4.0 as well. No, I didn't get a 4.0. I just wanted to make, I would be very, very upset if the line between me getting an A and me getting an A minus was that. That would frustrate me because I don't think A minus is existent nauseum. But because it's just like, why y'all got this trick bag up here? Why are you trying to fuck me up? I got a 92%. Give me my damn A. <laughs> like way, that happened on my sick that happened in my senior damn year. The way you studious people exist with college is such an interesting or school in general is such an interesting thing. I to wouldn't me. really say I, I studious bah. That's not true. My GPA is not high enough to say I was studious. It's just like when I work for something, that's what I wanted. It's just like, so I cared about my major classes. Now, all that extracurricular shit, like, uh, like I did English and a lot of other gen eds before I got there, but like sociology, psychology, shit like that. Bah. No, I'm not doing homework in the major class, minor class, the genetic class. I'm not doing home. Leave me alone. Oh, homework is out of my homework is designed to practice. teach. No, it's not designed for practice. And I, you know what? That's a great segue for me to get into all the other topics I want to get into today. Welcome to the Conscious Reconstruction Show. I'm the host with the most, and we about to get into some shit. Homework is designed for you as a student. <clears throat> to recognize what the daily grind is like and to only really have a couple of hours a day to yourself and to be comfortable with that when you move on into the workforce. Uh, it all just perpetuates the same cycle of existing with hours of your day to yourself. That implies it took you hours to do your homework. I mean, depending on how high in the grades you get and like the level of like amount of homework they want to give out now and how long it's supposed to actually take you and things like that. I mean, they're giving out a decent amount of homework. Oh, it never took me that long to do any of my homework, but that's also because they're my, I has like, I never had history homework. That I mean, was but you haven't been in like grade school in over a decade. I mean, even when I was in grade school, like hell, just looking at the amount of homework that my nephew, nieces, and everyone else gets, I would say they probably get about the same amount that I did. Not too much more. Hell, my nephew probably had less than I did. I don't know. <laughs> seems like they get more. I, it seems like it probably, but. I mean, I dated a teacher, so. I kind of have first-hand experience on, like, what they're doing with children. Eh. I don't know. But this is also going to vary from school system to school system. That's also true. So, because out here isn't as advanced as some other places and more advanced than others. So, yeah, no, that's very true. But I just think that it's set up to get you prepared for a life of, like, Working all the time and not really engaging with who you are as a person. I mean, I was pretty comfortable with who I was as a person, but I'm also a weirdo in a lot of ways. So whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's like I just seen because my sister's bounced around a lot. 
I have seen the way that their amount of their homework has actually changed because she went from being up here to Alabama and she literally or Georgia and she literally and right now they live inside one of the poor places inside of Georgia. So they went from like some place where they had fairly good school systems to down there is just like they like when my nephew initially went down there, he was placed like, oh, like with as much knowledge as he actually has, he's probably be in high school right now. He was like 13. It's like he is not mentally ready to be in high school right now. I don't know if I agree with that. What? Someone at 13 is not mentally ready to be in high school and be be around high school isms. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bore out. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, in terms of like you I know my nephew well enough. He he himself, I'm not saying every 13 year old in the entire world. It's pretty much a case by case basis. And it's just like, nah, he wasn't ready to be where in high school because he is he was not allowed to emotionally mature enough because he was like being a military kid. You also tend to be pretty sheltered because you move around a lot. I guess I just feel differently because like I had that opportunity and then it was that same logic that kept that from me. It's like, oh, well, we don't want you to be so young around like people who are so much older than you. It's like, oh, it's just not it's not that it's a, the mentality of yeah, just, 15 and 18 year olds. It's yeah, just it, like, that's what it was. It was pretty shitty. You being young, a kid and still being in this mental frame and then them being that. And I don't know. I just think that sometimes you can't shelter people from life. They're going to meet shitty regardless of you like holding it back. True. They are going to meet shitty. So what you should do is be the best resource that you can. So when they reach shitty, you know that you're their first outlet to come to, to engage ad nauseum. Oh, uh, that's the, by that logic, we could, like, like with bullying, even if you someone you have someone to always talk to, that person can't always shelter you. So there's if you're constantly around the muck and the mire and inside of that situation is just like that kid probably being bullied is probably going to be at an increased rate because people are kind of trash. And also, like, you're uh, you're a giant fucking lightning rod It's just like, how old are you? 13 years old. It's just like people are just people. And they look at that as just like. Oh, you're ahead of us and like crabs in a bucket. Whenever someone's ahead, they try and pull you back down. I mean, I guess that discounts a person's ability to <clears throat> to grow in a new environment. Yeah, I feel like you're robbing the kid of saying you're not good enough for this yet. Oh, it's and not that you're not good enough. It's just the environment isn't good enough to actually cultivate you. No, but you made that determination. You, not the kid. Yeah, not them. They didn't. They weren't allowed that. Someone recognized, hey, they seem talented enough to be in this area. And then uh, someone else made a decision. Well, we don't think that you would be able to navigate this and cultivate this in a way that would be healthy. But another year will make all the world of difference. Oh. And I don't really see how one year worth of time really like changes things so drastically in that. I mean, one year worth of time is like what? That's a little bit less than 10% of that kid's life. It's like you've only been around for that's like saying a one like one year used to feel like forever when we were kids. 
it's not now because we have more perspective. We're looking back on it and having 30 years worth of time lived. But a, a child goes through a significant amount of development. Oh, no, yeah, time a feels a lot slower. Um, well, just a ch- I'm saying inside of that, a child goes through a lot of development inside of one year. In comparison to us, we're, we're pretty stagnant. I guess I don't, I only can speak for me. I don't think that skipping the, because it would have been eighth grade for me. I don't think skipping eighth grade and going straight to ninth grade I would have changed so oh, drastically. No, it's not. He he would have skipped all of middle school. So seventh and eighth. Yeah, he would have been thirteen inside of ninth grade. Don't you get you usually fourteen? Well, I have a late birthday, so I would have been thirteen, and I would I would have been the same age because my birthday is late. because oh. because I'm in April, so I turn eighteen right before we graduate. I'm so I'm always. The very end of all of the school year, so I, mean, I would because I'm September. I was either going to be the absolute youngest or the absolute oldest. Yeah, so I am always um, generally one of the younger people in the school. So I would have been 13 still. So that's why I was like, it's for us. It's similar. So yeah, he just skipped both grades, but age wise, me and him, and before that, I was in honors classes. So I was probably along the same like. Class trajectory. Was, so it's just yeah, like, he was in all advanced courses and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so like, it's just like as of this point, it's just like, and then he bounces around place to places. He doesn't really have any friends, and, and then going to take him away from the friends that he has. Didn't you say that he is bored in school? Uh that would have been a cool opportunity. Boys usually be bored in school, so why not well, challenge him? To he be? has other problems because he just kind of he latched on to like the quote unquote wrong crowd. So. But that's probably because he was bored. There's no, if so, I'll say this: eighth grade year is when I became really, really gang affiliated. Oh no, that didn't. But he didn't. He didn't latch on until ninth grade year, because. But if I'm bored and I already have all the information, none of this is interesting. So I'm just looking for something that interests me now. Once I find that, I'm choosing it. I have found it now. These people interest me because for these last two years, what I've been doing is sitting and waiting. So finally, I'm around some people that I think are probably mentally because what I've done is I had all the knowledge for ninth grade. I said, nah, you're going to do seventh and eighth. They told y'all they didn't have more information to give me. So I didn't gain anything for these two years. So I just sat in a mental stasis unless you were doing extracurricular work with me to keep me moving along a forward trajectory. So I stayed here, got bored. Now I'm in ninth grade and I've met people that are interesting and that don't bore me. I'm probably going to latch on to them regardless of what type of crowd they are. I'm not using discernment in that area anymore. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for a stimulus. Well, what if for the most part came, it wasn't that there's no more content is that you were probably absorbed the content too quickly to the point where it would actually not even matter. That's, but that's what I'm saying. So it, that's like it not existing. Is so Sherry, you give me something new. I'm to the level of that this isn't really practice or a challenge or something new, really. This is something that I've done, experienced, and had like prior prior knowledge of. Mm. So I just think that at that point I would just probably put pull you out of school and put you inside of a uh, homeschool and run you through the fast track like my kid uh like my boy. Michael and his brother then put you into college early. You got to move the mic closer to you, good sir. Well, 
I would just probably put you pull you out of school entirely and then put you through homeschooling. Have you have fast track through high school and then put you into college? I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing, but I think that gives them another place to just experience. So I just think that it's a new level of experiences that other people stop because their trepidations. Oh, uh, it's not. I would. I'm not even looking at it like I would be trepidatious. It's just looking at it overall as like you don't you lack a lot of the nuance and the social social acumen inside of these situations. Not saying you can't develop or anything like that. It's just the fact that what is, but what is the cost of that development is going to be? But that's that your relationship? trepidation. I and what's that cost benefit relationship? That's your trepidation right there. It's it's the well. What is the cost benefit, and do I think that's worth it? Do I think that's going to be valuable? Do I think that they're going to be able to have some discernment and gain the skills that I think that they should have in this situation. You're trip. The people are trepidatious about that and don't feel confident in their person. It's, it's a lack of confidence in the person that they're evaluating. Oh, well, as of that point, it's like, it's a lack of confidence. Have I built these ability, these, these skills into this person as of late? If the answer is no, then but people rarely reflect it like that. People rarely reflected to the third degree of have I not instilled what should be instilled in them for them to go into any environment and be successful? Oh, if I the mean, answer to that is no, then you maybe need to look at the mirror and be like, all right, well, I need to start instilling different things. Well, it's not. A, I look at it. I look like most things like tools in the toolbox. Have I given this person the tools that they need to actually flourish inside of this environment or was the time span or the pretty much the schedule that I had actually laid out for this is just like, did I give the, did I, have we even started to assess these tools? Have we started to have the conversations that are needed to have, that you need to have with a high school person, person going into high school? Because it's like seventh and eighth grade is a pretty interesting transitioning point at nauseum. Because you're coming into a lot of things. You're learning a lot about things about your body, about yourself, about hormones, about just things, period. Like, depending upon who you are, put, towards the end of sixth grade, seventh grade, you really start actually noticing girls. And it's just like a pretty heavy transition point for a lot of people. Could be, but just trusting that they know at least that if they come across a problem that they can come to you is actually way bigger than trying to insulate them from every single thing. I learned this when Riley was doing her swim lessons and we first started and I wanted her to be, you know, the best swimmer possible so she'd get acclimated to water. And when we would practice, I was like, all right, we're going to go practice. We're going to do the one day, this one lesson, and the next day, Thursday, we're going to do some lessons. So I would practice what are the things that he was teaching me as well as teaching her. And then, like, I would get into, like, teaching mode and start being like, no, 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 not like that, not like that. And she was like, she would get frustrated. And little did I know that buoyancy is something you could develop over time. I'm like, oh. I'm like, just try on your back for a little bit. That's something I already knew. So I'm, like, trying to push her. And she's not really willing to go. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Just let her be. Just let her play in the fucking water at first. Let her get let her get used to playing in the water. She knows her own. She knows what she's capable of. I can't push her past her own fears, her own whatever the fuck going on in her mind. And I'm going to let a teacher do what a teacher does best, teach. So that's when I step back. And now we at the point where she can swim halfway across the pool. Now she can float on her back. She developed all these things that I was scared that she wasn't going to develop quick enough because I just kind of stepped back like when she started to learn how to type 
at like four or five because she started playing with her game. She started reading words and things like that. So I know from firsthand experience is this that if you trust your child and stop thinking that everything they do is frivolous and it don't mean anything and it has to be done this way. Sometimes if you step back and allow them to lead a little bit in their own lives, I'm not saying give them complete control to do whatever they want. They still children, but trusting them a little bit more to know that they do know their own way in some regards, not all regards, but some regards they really do. Oh, and I know that's scary because we keep trying to think that children don't know anything, but it's like, no, what happens if you really trust them? What happens when they fall? We'll just be there for them when some shitty happens. If everything going good and they don't see a problem with it, let's not create problems that aren't there. Let them come to you and tell you, like, I'm having a problem with this. And don't put them in the shitty situations, too much of shitty situations where you know, like, oh, this is going terrible. But stuff like that where they're just with older kids and, yes, bullying could be a problem and all these other things, which I understand. Like, I'm not sending my kid in those areas I just don't agree with sending my kids to school anyway so that's just something I see as a huge issue all on its own but if you do send choose to send your kid to school I think trusting them a little bit more to say hey you know to come to me when you have a real big issue to something that you just can't grasp or understand I hope that you know you can come to me oh I mean just inside of my school experiences I've seen people flame out pretty spectacularly or I've seen people flourish. It's just like right, you don't my really parents know. inside of high school were fairly hands off. I was pretty much allowed to do whatever I wanted to. But at that point, I had chronically demonstrated the fact that it's just like you're going to eh, do most of the right things Charles, right at time. Charles is less to his own devices. Nothing's going to catch on fire. I mean, he may come back with like a broken finger or something like that. But there's nothing. Really and I'm not saying that all children gonna happen. Right. All children shouldn't be afforded that luxury because no two child no two children are the same. But just a little trust can go a long way sometimes. Because just within my friend group, I saw that I saw everybody who ran the entire gambit and some people flourish where other people would is just like weren't necessarily was just like weren't necessarily handling everything they needed to. But I think if you look at those situations, most of them were households that didn't have the best uh, structure. Yes. Or even if it was just a one parent household, that parent didn't have the best grasp on like how to communicate and engage with them. Uh, I mean... Honestly, some of the people who had some of the better f- levels of communication, well, I won't say that they. Mm, it's hard to say. Like all of my best functioning friends are the, really the only ones I really talk to at nauseum. Honestly, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> all kept around the high functioning people or like the people who actually just function at nauseum. Honestly. <laughs> All right. So, so, so where are we at? Uh, I only keep around high functioning people. Mm. So, so you know our friend. Yes. <laughs> and you know and everyone in the room knows our friend now because <sighs> I'm definitely using him. I just want to meet this person. I really do. Y'all talk so much about him. I just want to meet him. Oh, and you know his mom. Relatively, like it's not like I didn't hang around with him as much as you guys did. So, but well, honestly, honestly like, I'm probably. 
But is I've he, also spent a lot of time around him because he would randomly pop up at random things. Is he the one with the ex-cunt girlfriend or the doctor fucking or is it somebody else? Huh? Somebody got a cunt as an ex-girlfriend and oh, then the doctor. Oh, there we go. No, yeah, no. But you leave that That's there. a different one? Yeah, just, Put that uh, one out. All of my friends have very different issues. Yeah, just... just. <laughs> She a cunt though. You gotta give That's us a body before you glass. <laughs> oh no, I figured it out. I know but, what you're talking about. But, but they got the same Also, name, she's not they? a doctor. Hush, let madam. <laughs> Just shut up. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> Just, she always start on with her. <laughs> Why is she out here playing Blue's Clues and shit? What's happening? I just want to know. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. It's we can really, tell you off mic. It's like, really fun. <laughs> Oh, I thought as long as we didn't say their name, it was all right. But go ahead, John. Uh, I mean, if you give the full descriptor of the other person, they'd be like, oh, and they have the exact same name. Oh, my God. Uh, that, well, they don't know. Okay. I'm just, I'm just like, that don't make sense. Oh. <laughs> I feel like Ashley is so happy that we have such interesting friends because it's just like. It's only the one that's funny to me. But go ahead. Uh, I don't know which oh, one to distinguish. That means you don't know enough about a lot of our friends. A lot of no, them are very I, I guess my point is like. Even in that situation where it seems high functioning, there's issues. There's always issues. But like a critical one that can point to why it went down the like shitter. The school path it did. Cause that's where we were at. We were talking about school and I was like, most of the people that we know, like they were either Did you say you knew people that ran the gamut? I'm like, Yeah. But the ones that ran the gambit that had like the negative uh, experience in that realm who weren't able to like flourish in different environments, weren't really supported by people that offered them those tools. I don't know. My, like my entire family was equipped for me to deal with this particular situation. My grandmother was a teacher. I had all the, I had pretty, I pretty much had the lifelong cheat code to make it through this given thing. So for me, it's just it was just different when I was looking at everybody else. It was just like either home situations weren't the best or like it's not even that all of our friends home situation were bad. Some people just honestly didn't want to deal with school. It's just like they were like like a lot of there was a thing in our school to do Ash was to skip school to go to the library. That was that's a very bizarre act to me. No, I did that shit all the time. Yeah, they all are bizarre. If I'm gonna skip school, I might as well. Yeah, you weird home. nerdy niggas. <laughs> I'm skipping class and I'm gonna go read books in the library. I couldn't go home. So where the fuck was I? I didn't have any friends. Where else was I supposed to go? My sanctuary, the library. At that point, fuck, nobody reading, has anything to say if about I'm that. Acquiring I'm not staying in this fucking zoo. I'm gonna hang out with the homeless people that I understand that quiet <laughs> is the best thing life has to offer you. Well, also, I'm not sure what level of control did you have over your schedule inside of uh, school? Level of control? Yeah. Were all your classes just picked for you? Yeah. In high school? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the primary difference. And Shaker, I got to pick every single one of my classes at night. It didn't matter what the fuck it was. I didn't want to be there. So I would leave. And where would I go? I was doing the stuff library. like Photoshop, graphic editing. Uh, the library. I had a couple of photography classes. Like, I got to pick stuff I was into. No, we didn't have none of that. Right after Marshall, I dropped out of Marshall. Then they was like, well, you just can't not go to school, Ash. So then I picked a program and that was it. They wasn't doing nothing there. It was just fucking hood niggas that were kicked out of other schools as well. And we didn't do anything or talk shit all day. 
There was no structure in that school where I went to high school at. <sighs> I thought ass dropped out, but yeah. I wasn't sure. Okay. Nope, a lot more things make I'm trying to figure out how you got into our friend group. Now it makes sense. I don't know. Oh, no, Dan. <laughs> I don't care if you say that. I mean, that's not, I don't care about that one. <laughs> it's just like, know. there are actual, we were having conversations mm-hmm. about people that I actually am likely to care about. Oh, <laughs> okay. So that person is the only one. Well, anyway, he hit me up on Facebook one day and just, that's how it started. I was never I don't really even, over there. Oh, my God. And that's, that's just how we met on this Facebook. This doesn't make a damn bit of sense to me. So, yeah, that's how I ended up over there. Why do you? I don't understand how y'all entertain well, dudes who just hit y'all up on Facebook. I guess that was don't a, make no sense. A, a good uh, introduction to the topic <laughs> of the decision to opt in or opt out of traditional lifestyles. And so, as you've seen, we have very different perspectives on like traditional lifestyles when it comes to schooling and education. As we all know, Ash is uh, what. <laughs> Uh, homeschool enthusiasts. Um, I honestly thought you were about to go. I know Ash is a homeless enthusiast. It's just oh. like, oh yeah, I love being homeless, nigga. Like, uh, so I try it. No, she's a homeschool enthusiast. <laughs> I don't know if she's like an enthusiast. I just think she thinks it's the best route. If there was a better route, she'd probably take that too. Homeschool enthusiast. <laughs> Then we got Charles, who thinks you should stay on the traditional path, unless uh, you just are. Just do whatever's best with it for you. Which generally opts to the most traditional <laughs> path for him. <laughs> if you heard the conversation we just had, then you know what Charles generally thinks is the most best thing for you is following the traditional <laughs> oh, path. I just know all you weirdos. I know a bunch of weirdos who skipped grades, and they all none of them ended up social. All of them ended up socially awkward. I like what I like what Tony paused <laughs> before he retorted to Charles' shit. Oh, no. <laughs> directly at this nigga. And that would get me like, did you hear what this nigga just said? Yes, I did. <laughs> I need to confirm that everybody else heard. You need to confirm that fucking buffoonery. Yeah, this nigga said that. Uh, <laughs> this is how I feel to be gaslighted, Tony. That's funny as shit. It ain't great, is it? It's fine. He always paused. Like, you, he just started dying. Like, you see, it don't ever throw me off. It's just like, you I, always pause. And you always look for confirmation. I'm like, what yeah. happens if the confirmation isn't there? <laughs> no, no, no. There's going to be confirmation because I am intelligent and know that you. This nigga just said nonsense. This nigga just argued with me for a whole like, really, a whole thirty minutes about on, stuff on education and uh, whoopings, which I I do think that whoopings are useful. If done correctly, and I don't think that if you have people who are like instructors and teachers and that's their thing, you should then be like, nah, but I know better and my kid's not ready for that. You leave your kid with them for eight hours a day. You see your kid for maybe four and then you want them to get out your face and go to bed. Oh, I have I don't have. I have had very mixed uh, mixed things with school personnel at nauseum. So, oh, me too. I'm not always so it's just like just my uh, just trusting school personnel to have oh, your no, best you child's can't, best you interest can't. at all. Not at all. Art is not the my biggest. ninth grade English teacher um, was failing the entire class. That's also a principal thing. Told my um, mom 
that I shouldn't be in the honors class because I had dyslexia. My mother said some very rude things. (laughs) (laughs) Probably with I'll stab you with the fork. (laughs) That would be hilarious. But no, it wasn't I'll stab you with a fork. Um, She happened to be foreign. And like. Oh, you can't even speak. You can't even speak the goddamn language. Yeah, we're full that on this woman. I was like, oh. And then she was and then she was gone and then she um wasn't a teacher there anymore. So. <laughs> the roasting was so thorough that she had to leave afterwards. So that's what happened there. But yeah, yeah so no, I like definitely had a teacher. I had a, also had a math teacher that was kind of like on the same time that because I score in the gifted level, but I also have like trouble reading. So it's like, hey, you gotta help me read this. But as soon as I know what it says, I got this shit. Oh, they didn't like that. No, <laughs> I'll. Yeah, no. The who had you read math books? Fucking algebra problems that are fucking words. Oh, and you don't very, deal well with variables. I don't do yeah any letters and things like that. Just be moving around for me. Your dyslexia is way worse than mine is then because for me it's not as bad as if it's inside of a linear equation. No, no, it's now, the word. Start, it's the word problem. It's not just oh. a variable. It's when they say word, 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 then the then the X, and then they more words than the variable Y, then more words than the variable A. Now my mind is confused where the variables are and what the fuck this is asking me, really. So you, come here. Read this. All right. I know the answer. How'd you do it? The simple math. What do you mean? <laughs> How do you? This is was, linear algebra. I put it into an equation. No, no, no. Duh. I don't write things down most of the time. I can do a lot of things in my head. And you know, back in the day, that was like a big no, no. You got to show this your work. This still is a giant no, no. But it, I don't do well with showing my work. The way my brain works, it skips steps or it fills in missing information that, um. I probably should be writing down, but it just moves really quickly. So I'll move into the answer. But like, well, this is what you need. And so I might have some scratch, but it's never like me showing my work. It's me like doing arithmetic. Yes. It's me doing like random little arithmetic things with my head. Like giving but they want you answers. how you got the entire path, which is I can't give you that because my brain don't work that way. So yeah, no, my math teacher didn't like me. So yeah, no, they both. So no, no, I definitely know that teachers aren't always a thing, but I'm just saying that, hey, if your teachers are like, hey, I think that this is a good thing for them and I think that they're great, that yeah. that might that's a little less than a... That's actually really got, rare that somebody like, oh, your fucking kid is kind weird. of amazing. <laughs> like, oh, thought, really? Well, it's weird because <laughs> of like, when I went in from once to say here, I was in remedial math for a while because honestly, I wasn't paying attention to math when I was a, for a bit. And then it's just like, oh, well, you just, you need remedial math. And I was in Shaker. I was in there for a second. And then I hit one teacher. that's just she pretty much looked at me and it's just like, Charles, yes, you'll never do homework, really. Not in particularly. I don't really need to. It's only 15 percent of my grade. You don't never do homework, but you have 85 percent in my class. Homework is exactly 15%. I'm putting you, I'm putting you out. 
she put me in she took me out of her class like within like a month of being in there and put me in a regular math classes or i think i was in honors math classes at that point because then the, i ended up dealing with Slavikowski. but it was just like i didn't like the way he taught i love Slav, but also where you were from or your your entire nature is not necessarily Slavikowski yes because he's like me <laughs> if I irritate you sometimes, Flav's always going to irritate you because he's just sarcastic and snarky. Yeah, and younger Tony, I wasn't here for that. I'll cuss you out, good teacher. <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, I have enough credits that I don't have to do this. <clears throat> I'm leaving. So I left. Yeah, no, I had enough credits that I could have graduated in 06 if I just stayed in Shaker. But I went to Brush and then they don't let you graduate early because they're fucking Cause they don't They don't actually want you to progress your, your money. But um, I do want to talk about this uh, thought of the American dream and going into the workforce and some toxic work environments that you guys have been in. Charles doesn't look like he's been in any toxic work environment. He's like, watch this nigga. Not terribly. I all of them. Not ter- <laughs> you see? <laughs> I knew it. I mean, yeah, all the time. Right. The only time, well, the only <laughs> place I will say I didn't particularly like is the very first job, but that was fast food. And I don't think anybody <clears> likes working in fast food particularly. So, uh, Office Max is fine. Where I work now is fine. But. I don't ever really allow my job to perturb me in any particular way. I mean, that doesn't mean that it's not a toxic work environment. That the people don't like, aren't supportive. If your coworkers are negative, your boss is negative. It can still be a very toxic place. It just means that you don't. Their support. (laughs) It's just like I'm here to do my job. I do my job. Yeah, no, I'm not saying they're supporting like them being like happy and like cheerful for you, but like if your boss is just a dickhead, that's not like anything that requires you to do your job, but you have to interact with this person and them being a dick is probably less conducive to like interacting than it would be if they would just be neutral. Like they don't need to be like cheerful to you, but if you could oh. just like be a, like a robot and just do your job and not treat and treat me like a robot, like you don't care about me, that'd be great. I could just shift through their dickishness and I don't really derive anything from it. I don't care. It's just like So you don't judge your work environment. I just look at it as just like if you're being a dickish that you being a dick to me will require me actually valuing the input that you're putting putting in beside our work. So it's just like, well, blah 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 blah. All right. So this is the answer that I got. Got it. What about you, Ashton's Charles doesn't have any uh, negativity in his life. Oh, he's say, had great jobs. He loved all his bosses. <laughs> oh, love! They grabbed his them. feet. I was just like <laughs> they gave him care. an hour and fifteen yeah. lunch break. <laughs> they did. Oh, you know, I gave actually did breaks. a lot of times. Like the the as soon as I got on a regular <laughs> thing, I have like shit. I get to pick my own lunches the way I currently was when I was there. I got to pick when my own lunches were. We got an hour lunch. We could eat outside. Uh, why is eating outside such an important thing to you? Somebody said we could eat outside. Like we actually right, have facilities to, to actually inside. do so. I'm like nigga, are you a slave? You got to just you stuck on we the inside of the building. We got free drinks. <laughs> I would say just like, my most toxic. I don't know which one is most toxic. So I'm gonna kind of agree there. 
where like, I don't know if anything bothered me to that much agree, but damn sure notice some behaviors like Burger King, everybody was fucking with each other. One of the managers got like fired because he implied that he was fucking with one of the 17 year old girls. Like it was bad. So Burger King was bad. Not because it's always I think, the fast food places. Not because I think like the work that I was 16, the fuck, that's what. I did to make money. So I don't think the work was dishonorable at that age or anything like that. But that was a bit toxic. Yes. That's how I met my first boyfriend was <laughs> Burger King. So, yeah, that was a little toxic. And then I would say when I worked in the mailroom at the law firm, it wasn't so much the environment was toxic. It's just that the manager was hella micromanagey, like, like to the point where, like, it was bad. Like, yo, chill the fuck out. Like that. Like, I'd be, like, not yelling at her in the thing when she pulled me to the side when I wouldn't do anything. But, like, I would get really loud when she would be like, you're not doing this. She's like, calm down. You're yelling. Calm. And it would just be, like, that mega frustration of rage coming out. It's I like, can't dog you, so <laughs> going to have to. you have to tie the mail together with a square Yes. Knot. Oh, my it's God. It's just like, woman. Or, like, when there's nothing to do, but then she just want to make something to do. Well, there's always something to do. No, the fuck is not, bitch. Ain't nothing to Just let us stand Sweet. here. Yeah. What happens if they come in and see us? Then just let them come in and see us. Don't even fucking want to put us on the same level as them. But you want to have, like, this up-loving standoff what mailroom niggas should do. Stop. <laughs> uh, that implies that these people who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars actually hyper, hyper. It's like, it'll probably become a problem. Mm-hmm. when they don't get their mail. Are they getting their mail when they need to get their mail? Yep. And if all they right, don't, cool. they'll just come and talk to you about it. We also took care of it. Like, they printing things and all that shit. So, but she was like, she was annoying with that shit. Yo, that really annoyed me. But other than that, eh. Like they say the fast food restaurant. It's the flag, you got time to lean, you got time to clean, doesn't work here. We don't even clean here. Like the janitor sweeps up in here. So yeah, no, she was real nerve wracking. Like she, had, I guess she had good intentions or whatever. But a well, lot. She of just had a level to allegiance to to a job that she probably shouldn't have had. Right. So that was that. But any other jobs? Like one of my favorite jobs was the last job I did. Um, because I only did like what fifteen hours of work a week. Maybe I'm not joking when I say that. <laughs> I did maybe ten hours worth of shit and got paid. To be there all night, which has its positives, but also the negatives is the day is gone because I'm sleep. I hated that shit, but the company was really nice to work for. So oh. I'd say that. Take your lappy toppy and write. Yeah, like I would read, study. If he had business ideas, he would come chill sometimes. It was great. <laughs> they should have hired me. Yeah. I tried to get you. I'm like, yeah, hey, you should try it. Nah. Well, no, I don't think I offer it because I'm like, I don't know how you feel about being in a building by itself at night with nothing to do. Probably not a lot better, especially due to the <sighs> fact that he could like double. It's like I'm making money and doing what I want to do anyway. Yeah, yeah, I have like <laughs> access to the computers and everything. Yeah, yeah just come slide doing, through. Like, it's just like exactly I get to sit here, I... write, and do outlines and stuff that I want to do, mm-hmm. and then get paid to do it by Man. other people, and then yeah. make more money on top of it. I just occasionally got to answer this phone when it rang. Got yeah, it. Like you was there, like, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like, we was just chit chat for yeah. two months. So you know, I'm like, no, 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 I can do that. That's. I was just like, I don't know how, like, how's he going to deal with just being here? Because I, I had issues like, I want to go home. This is dumb. I mean, depending upon where it is, it depends upon where or what I, I yeah, want to Yeah, they had a cordless night. phone. Mm-hmm. If I could afford the call, I'd be sitting in my car outside. 
It's just like, what With you the doing? Yeah. <sighs> no, you could do that, but somebody had to wire it. That's what it was. Because remember when I would work from home? Yeah. They would port the calls to my phone. So that is, that was something you could definitely do. I would just ask them, hey, can you port all calls to my phone? So that yeah. way if I'm in the bathroom or anything like that, I can always mm. make sure that I answer the phone. They'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> and Tony <laughs> Beauty is high. Huh? Getting the highest <laughs> shit. <laughs> Time to go to the car and smoke a little reefer. Man, and then like 30 minutes before the guy that took over in the morning, all I had to do was like write the little problems down to happen, which was not that big of a deal. Because no one's calling here. In the Straighten up. The last 30 minutes. Look like I did shit all night. Mm-mm. I miss that. No, I don't miss the job. Like I'm not about to go back, but <laughs> <laughs> I oh, miss how do. easy that job was. You corrected that real quick. I miss. Mm, no, I'm gonna stay here and not do that because never mind. Oh, but like honestly, the only like I've seen people in toxic work environments because you've definitely been in one, Tony. I witnessed the amount of life that it took out of you to be inside a set toxic work environment you were not happy I think that was the first time I ever heard this and maybe the second time I ever heard this when you say I'm tired <laughs> I, think I so. knew it was it's a not problem not the first or the second <laughs> when he walked in here it is just like he sat down it's just like alright you ready to go I can't go right now I need at least one hour of not hearing anybody bitch to me and then he got a phone call and it's just like I don't understand why y'all hate me. It was fine up until that transition. Once I transitioned to the other building, it was all downhill. Like but that was, was, you know what? That was the universe giving me a nice hand smack. Ooh. And I appreciate that because Tony is very, very arrogant. And just like being a firefighter, I was like, I can go do that. You can, but do you want to? Let's show you how crazy this could get. This is what you want? This is what fire can do. Well, it's just the fact that you basically had a secondary wife in that. It is not even the fact. It it wasn't. See, when I say wife, you immediately think woman. No, that was a whole dude just that that was completely and totally codependent that called him. But like, whatever he did, it's just like. It's it was like dealing with kite except for without being emotionally fulfilling. Because <laughs> every single time it's just like, why now, are you in my face just, right now, dog? Just looking back on it, I recognize certain things that were like a trap. And I'm like, you were trying to set me up for an L since I walked in the door. That's fine. I told you you could have this position. I didn't want it. I plan to be here very, very briefly. <laughs> that some for some reason made you upset. When I left, you know what I know? You didn't get the position. Like what? So why? I they don't, don't know like at all. You. <laughs> no, you're not good at your job. That all my conversations are why you're not good. <laughs> That's what they're all they were all about. And you would always be worried about the things that aren't your job. Which makes my job harder, but it's only I, funny because I, I, I guess yeah. That, so the, second, the, the second half of my uh, tenure there was definitely a toxic work environment, but I didn't even look at it as toxic at the moment. I was just like, oh my god, this shit is terrible. I was just like, I hate it here. I got to get out. Um, other than that. Probably Home Depot and not even toxic in a way that was like negative towards me, but like 
toxic and like structure. You know how like Tri C is like basically high school. If you make it that, where you just can like hang out on the campus and be there, and like everybody know everybody, and like y'all are taking the same basic classes and shit like that. It's like it's like thirteenth grade. <laughs> it wasn't that for me, but whatever. But you could make it like that. You could make it like that. Like I mean, that's quintessentially everybody who goes there just to get the Pell Grant. It's like, yeah, so like 13th grade. With so money. going to Home Depot at this time was definitely like going to 13th grade. <laughs> everybody was fucking everybody. And it was just weird because now everybody is in an adult position and got money. Yeah. And I feel like they got a little bit of like can talk shit to each other. And I pay my bread and shit like that. So you got young bitches talking to old bitches crazy. You got older women and younger women beefing. You got some younger women. Um that's calling some of the older women mama because they used to be thotty back in their older day, their younger days. And so they identify with the little younger thotties. And so they taking them under the wing like Mama Red. I love Mama Red, but no, Mama Red was definitely out. <laughs> she was one of the ones back in her day. She probably lighter than you. Uh-huh. Big old stupid booty. <laughs> Big titties, probably double Ds. Maybe... Five four. That's way too short for me to try to be dating anybody. You say that, but I know that that's not most niggas' stats. <laughs> and right. Most niggas was going for her back in the day, and that's how she carried herself at Home Depot. Like that was just what she was. That was Baba, and so like I love Baba Red, but it was just <laughs> I know what you are. Very, <laughs> it was just a very toxic environment. Like that's where I learned like how to like run game on women and when i mean by like say that's how i learned not through observation through like literal older niggas no 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 through literal older niggas talking to me and being like so this is how you do it yeah man i used to run game on this chick and so i would have two women i was to put them on a schedule i would never answer the phone and never respond to messages or anything like that certain times of the day so they would think i'm busy or certain days Oh, also, you never take them to the same restaurant. Just simple mistakes that you might make as a young nigga messing with chicks. I was giving the blue, hey, if you gonna date her, these are the only places you take her. You never take the other woman to any of the same places that you take this one to. Because what if you get a waiter that's, oh, you came here last time? With, mm, you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want any potential. Or what if she likes the place and now she comes here on her own and now you're here with another person? Maconomics. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was that's also where I learned about like getting your ass ate as a guy. I was 18, by the way, and this was 2007. So, yeah, no, I learned about it this. It wasn't l- mainstream not, yet. Not, not, it was not a at all. Very wild conversation that I had. People weren't about getting their ta- sales tossed Bruh. the same way back then. The, the, so, no, it was I, I would physically fight with my manager and other management staff. <laughs> It was just not an environment that was copacetic to growth like as we a were, person. We were nothing good. Was, we were friends, what? But we were like on some like macho shit. Like it was like this night crew. We would all work in um, overnight. Like I would pull like maybe 80 hours a week there. I was doing stupid checks. That's why like I could get a ticket every time I would get paid and pay 200 and not think nothing about it. Because my checks was about $1,000 every two weeks because... I was just doing, like I said, 80 hours a week. Sometimes I might do a good 90 hours because 
during the summer, we had unlimited hours for garden. Unlimited hours. So we would just come in and just work all day. And then at night when it closed, it would just be a whole bunch of guys and then like our manager and then maybe some other managers and departments and that were cool with him. And then you got the guys would just be garden department at that night because you got to be there for the day. Yeah, we restocked (laughs) the whole garden department and then we'd be talking shit to each other. And then, you know how guys are, you just especially teenage guys that are all around. And honestly, I can't even say teenage guys. I was the only teenager. Everybody else was in their 20s. <laughs> I also was the youngest person that got hired at Home Depot at that point. So. Yeah, they don't like hiring nobody that's like under a certain. Not at all. Because, no. Like, I think it's different for women than it is men. But They don't hire anybody under 18. And then getting in at 18, it's like, um, you can be a cashier. But I happened to get in because my friend, Sean, he was, um, he worked there. And so he knew Larry and Larry got me in. But like, yeah, Home Depot, Lowe's, they did not want me. Also, if you have any kind of conflicting interests, they also don't want you. Yeah, no, they want you to have a full open availability. But so, you know, we would fight. It'd just be punching each other. Like we used to do like open, not even open chest, but chest blows only. So you're not hitting each other in the face. So it's our body blows only. Um, I remember hitting one of my homies in the kidneys from behind in front of some girls. He dropped to his knees. Why was he Because he hit me. What are you talking about? Oh you, he goodness. hit me and then thought that he was about to just smooth off, walk off, and then go holler at them. Good sir, you catching this? I hit my manager in his kidneys. I was. I'm really good. Like I can. I don't care how big you are. Like I can pinpoint your kidney. Of course you can. It's the same place on everybody. Yeah, but like E with Gerv, everything like that. Like I would make like my manager was a big guy, bigger than you. It's still the same place. I would on give everybody. him like eight, nine kidney shots, rapid succession. Ba 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 ba. I remember one time he just Donkey Kong hit me on the top of my head. Boom! My legs were jelly real quick. I saw little stars and shit. He's, and he he held me up. He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. So like, this is the environment that Tony was in at Home Depot. Where is it oh. under your ribs? Your kidneys. Kind of behind you, like right about right here, about right here, right, right there. Yep. If you go a little bit, if you go a little bit in, <laughs> yeah. you got two livers. Yeah, you hit right. someone like right there. People with a liver. I prefer to hit people with the liver because the liver releases all their toxicity into their body, and that require that leads to a very prolonged. I just want to make them drop, and hitting someone in their kidneys, especially people who aren't like really like prepared for that. They gonna. It's fall. just a level of pain. Yeah, it, it's a very sharp level of pain. Whereas the liver blow is more so is just like, what'd you do? You know all that stuff you drank last night. You got it back now. Except for it's all the bad parts and none of the good. You're not mm. drunk or anything. You're just out here feeling shitty. It's just like, what you about to do? I pee red now. But yeah, no. So I Home Depot wasn't the. It was a very toxic environment in in that regard. Like we did some wild things. I'm not I'm not gonna get into the more of the wild. Oh, I went from oh yeah, no, technically. Do you think that going through like a shitty job or jobs that don't value you as a person is a part of um like a rite of passage? No, it should be. I also exist inside of a hyper idealized world, so. I think so. And you just got to pay your dues like we do here. It's just a part of anything. And I don't know if it's 
American culture or whatnot, but I just think you got to pay your dues. And unfortunately, it don't look the prettiest. And yes, it will look messy until you start taking control of your life and being like, well, I've done all this dumb shit that I don't want to do. Now I could probably tune into what I do want to do and put my focus towards that. So (coughs) I, uh, I don't mind it. That's why I look back and be like, this was wild, but also a part of the process to get where I'm at now. So. Yeah, no, I don't mind the Home Depot. It's definitely a, a very interesting experience. I learned a lot. I learned what a good manager was. Like the manager that hit me on the top of the head that where I blacked out was probably the one of the best managers that I've ever had mm-hmm. in my life, like working-wise, like career-wise, just like through all of the jobs I have. And y'all know how Tony gives it up when it comes to like getting jobs. Oh, like, I mean, it sounded like you had a good time. Like the only place that I, now that I think about it, the only place that probably wasn't super great is the Minchies that I ended up working at. But that was probably about it. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't a great environment, but that was a, it wasn't a great environment because of the, like people were just vapid and dumb. <laughs> it was just like, that's what it pretty much came down to. Vapid, yo. Somebody called me vapid. We have to fight because it sounds so much like rabid. Well, no, vapid is pretty much just like it's like worse than like rotten. Like you're a vapid person. It's just if you don't know what the fuck, if you don't know what it means, it just sounds terrible. It's like me yelling at you and calling you empty calories. Like have you, dude? I because it sounds like you make me sick. (laughs) Sound like one of those things. You make me sick. It's it's not real close to that. Like it's pretty much like what a vapid uh, person, dude. What? I'll fuck you up. How about that? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. empty. it's pretty much your empty. Oh, that's what I can't. Oh, that's I forgot. That's like the ultimate thing that I can't. Yeah, no, that I figured. I figured out that's the word that I can't really. I can't take in women or just like anyone I want to date. They can't be vapid. They can't be empty or with no substance. Vapid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's vapid like- is a very apt word for this next topic. Most generations ears um, feel that the work that is offered today is vapid. And so they are uh, embracing an anti-work movement and Choosing to either opt to both online or uh, just leaving jobs altogether. Oh, that's pretty much just, it's just a changing of the power dichotomy. Now that there's a labor shortage, and also it's kind of not a labor shortage, honestly, but that's that's to a certain degree an artificial production because they want labor prices to go back to what they were, and it's never going to happen. I don't think so. I think you're going to have a labor fucking boomerang once niggas start getting their head out their asses. Because low-skilled jobs exist for a reason for you to have a job. And if you don't have a job, then you're going to go to the lowest minimum wage powers possible. Zero fucking dollars. So, get it together. (laughs) It'll come back, believe me. I mean, a lot of people are going out and starting to do contract work, starting businesses. It's just like. What about the people who don't go that route? Eh, no I bet you there's a lot more than than we what we think. Well, I mean, any kind of vacuum is more than like if there are less people, if there are more jobs than there are people, there is 
technically a labor shortage. So if you can't, so at that point, there's a competition for those who are skilled enough to fill set jobs. Mm-hmm. So that is going to lead to probably an increase, a certain level of increase in the quality of life. So I don't think people are necessarily anti-work. It's just like people just kind of understand the value that they have to the point where certain people are sweating. But also, like, there isn't re- there's kind of a labor shortage, but there's kind of not because I know there are people who are out there applying for jobs and they're still not getting the jobs. So they're not so desperate to the point where they're hiring anybody. So there's probably not really that much of a shortage. Really? Like, I mean, if you're desperate, you're desperate. So if uh, if someone who is fairly qualified, who checks off 80 percent of your boxes applies to your job and you can't find and you need this job filled then you probably fill the job but if you're holding out for 90 to 95 percent of your boxes checked this is just like what rush are you really in and i think this creates the problem of well okay if you don't do it then that's when you're gonna start seeing more like self-checkouts you're gonna start seeing machines replacing these jobs that people didn't want and they then you have a real big fucking problem with poverty so that's why i don't understand the whole raise the minimum wage thing well why should i hire you when I could hire somebody that either want less or eliminate your job completely. Now what you gonna do? They already have. And it's I gonna get worse. If you walk into mm-hmm. Walmart, do you yeah. like self checkout? It's okay. It's not like if you got a problem, somebody usually around to come help you out with the problem. But I mean, uh, Walmart, Walmart, and Target are already for the most part self checkout. Aldi got it now, but I'm saying like you're gonna start seeing. Aldi only sh- ever had two people inside. Aldi has never had more than two lanes open ever inside their entire life. But the, that's not our point. Walmart the too. point is, these jobs are going to start being eliminated because niggas don't want them, which is cool. I can understand your pride behind not wanting to go back to work because you feel like an intrinsic, real meaning to the work that you do. 100%. I can get behind that. But also, I'm not really taking it into account for the people who really need the money and Maybe like an opportunity could have passed them by, but now this is going to be a real big problem where poverty is going to become a bigger issue. I don't know. I guess I can't really speak like from a place of where I was choosing poverty because my life doesn't really allow for that. But um, like even if I quit, um, you would still not be quote unquote impoverished. Yeah, but you might not be happy. Definitely worked at like like a gas station Mm -hmm. and. Just had to leave, had to quit. Be like, this is nah. no, this, this, <laughs> this ain't just like nah. this. This don't. It, this let, dog don't hunt. Like, and it was crazy. Like, I feel like the universe was giving me a sign, honestly, because I had a lady come in there, older black lady. She was nice interaction, and before she left, she asked me a couple. She's like, "What you doing? Everything like that? You got your degree? Just not nonsense." She's like, "That's good." She's like, well, I hope that you never have to ask anybody paper or plastic again in your life. And that shit just struck me like a fucking lightning bolt. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) not even fuck you. Just like, you right. right. (laughs) You so fuck. Why am I here asking motherfuckers, do you want a bag with that? You want paper or plastic? Can Can I get you a bag? Is that what I'm doing with my life? I gotta go. <laughs> I, don't know. I can't be here no more. I feel like every single job I've had has uniquely placed me or had me learn certain things. And it's just like, I think that the universe put me there and that lady 
there as well to remind me of my value and who I am. And hey, you don't just settle for everything. Everything ain't for you. This is true. But if you ain't got like me, if I just decided to, I don't have the level of skills and the degrees that y'all have. So my situation would be entirely different. I might have to go learn something to make the money that I want to make. If you don't want to make that money and you don't like say you're not doing it in tandem with like, I don't know if he was going to school at the time. We already had to finish our degree. But say a student is going to school and he has to find a way to sustain himself because his parents can't necessarily sustain him through high school. You got to recognize like this is temporary and it's not forever. And at that point, you're taking the job with a goal in particular in mind. Right. Which is what I would employ everyone to do to take the job with a goal, regardless of how you think this makes you look. It's just something that you have to do until you don't have to do it anymore. Which is why I can't tell nobody because we doing the same thing, essentially, like we're not getting paid for this. We're doing it because we know we're going to have to put in this work before we start seeing any level of. You have to sow the seed in order to reap the results. Right. So I don't understand why asking more from and especially I think when we get to my subject, which is pretty much based on the great resignation. Why are you asking for more money when your skills don't necessarily match up with what you're asking? I mean, we can kind of move into that after this because this is. Pretty much just pretty much in like the great resignation is kind of like the the our version or the older generation's version of what the Gen Zers are doing of just not going to work. Mm-hmm. Even though there's like a dude that's not named Larry who last year or during COVID um moved back to be with his ex wife and his kids just to be closer to them. Lost his seasonal job and then decided, hey, you know, I'm just not going to work anymore. He bought a trailer. He, uh, mom owns her own house and he just lives in the backyard in a trailer. It also depends upon what level of life is terrible for you. Like, right. That's, that's not the life he's accepting. And yeah. then if you choose to work at McDonald's, you have to say, and if I'm not working towards anything else, then this is the life that you're accepting. But to demand someone else give you more, that don't make no sense. You pushing yourself out the market, nigga. It's plenty of people that do it for less or nothing at all. <laughs> like the problem now is people, a bunch of people took their skills or the biggest issue that a lot of places that, that had that lower level work, a lot of people during the uh, during the pandemic actually acquired new skills and just parlayed it and started doing other stuff. Which is cool. I can see So that. a lot of people were... And they offed a lot of this workforce because it's just like, damn, we're, it's the middle of a pandemic. Uh, people might not be spending as much, yada, yada, yada. So a lot of these people went on furlough or whatever. And then they expected them to come back. And they're like, I don't need to come back to you. I went out and did something else. And then the slap in the face the country gave you people was to say, these are essential and these are not. Excuse me, sir. How the fuck did you think the economy was going to keep working? It was barely running off the fucking little bit of gas it had then from essential workers. So what the fuck did you think was going to happen? You told these niggas that you weren't essential to none of the economy. And then was looking around like, well, why won't y'all come back to work? Well, how about not tell me my job is meaningless? How about that? How about it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day? Well, I mean, essential meant for the most part. It don't matter what it meant. What it meant was that you have importance over this group and then wonder why now we a little bit disgruntled. Oh, because some people are more important than other people. That's shitty. Even if you say everyone has 
is well, of equal importance. But then why would you be mad are. by that same fault when I say, hey, maybe you shouldn't get paid $14 an hour because your skills don't match. Your skills don't match with what you fuck you want me to act. That don't make sense. Oh, because this is a luxury and no one needs it. So technically, like your your business's ex- your business's existence is not actually important to people's lives. So thus, if you go out of business because you can't hire people, you kind of have to just pay what the market bears. Hmm. If you need to pay $14 an hour in order to staff people, you need to pay $14 an hour to staff people. Which probably won't happen because somebody explained it one time and I don't remember what the fuck he said. Oh, I mean, McDonald's is hiring. It is starting at 11 now. Uh, Maybe up to 14. Maybe you might get up to 14 because it is a little adderous on all them little signs. But I just find that crazy that we really had the audacity to tell people your job was important and your job ain't. And now you got to suck it the fuck up. That's weird. But all right. Oh, I mean, that's just the truth. Some people's job is essential. Some people's, I mean, your, your job being essential. How is your job not essential when the whole economy collapsed? I think that's that strange. Ash's point is less about the literal, like, you're an essential worker, like, that's doing, like, healthcare, and more to the point that what you showed people is that you could take away their livelihood. Well, anybody can always take away no. their livelihood. No, no, that's not true. If someone just decide, if your boss just comes no, in. Exa- exactly. Exactly. If your boss, you see? So then they opted out of having a boss. Now I don't have that. Now the only person that takes away my livelihood is, is but that wasn't the case before. So y'all gave, showed us what choose, what out our livelihood, because y'all just decided our livelihood stopped. That's what y'all decided. So, hey, these aren't important jobs. Y'all got to stop. Y'all can't work no more. Yeah, regardless yeah. of whether there are other people that do things that are of more value in this current specific situation or not what you told me is I can't survive make money or earn anything in this current environment doing what you're doing so now I do something different that's fine it's not y'all are mad because we won't come work for you yeah they're mad but so that's Love why it's, so it's, that's why it's, like, but that's I'm why it's, on their side. Oh no, I'm not saying Love you are, them. but I'm saying that's why it's not fine. It's it's y'all want us to come, come back, back and, and work, and but said like Ash said, our jobs aren't important. Those no, those jobs. So aren't cool. I'm not gonna come and do that job. I found another way to make the money I need to make, and this makes me feel important. And the only person that's gonna tell me to stop doing this one is me. Yep, and bet. So now their business that depended upon other people's pretty dependent upon other people. Now they have to deal with the market is they fault. They could have also those people. I mean, it's probably not the most economical thing, but they probably could have kept their business going at some capacity and kept giving people hours like McDonald's really didn't need to cut a bunch of people. Like people were still going to, their, to McDonald's during the pandemic. They saw an opportunity. If motherfuckers want more money, then how am I going to pay all of y'all? I think to what Thomas Sawa was saying is y'all don't really know how much it costs to run the business and then opt to hire somebody that pays. I could pay minimum wage because I'm barely coming for profit to keep my shit going. So that's why things like minimum wage could sound beneficial because if they could pay less they fucking would only because their profit margins ain't really that high i think that's what he said 
not verbatim, please don't quote me on that, but I know he explained it to me where I was like, oh, that makes sense because no one explained it that way. It's just, well, I'm demanding more. At most, at nausea, most businesses operate at wildly different margins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can go to a, a tech company that might have very low margins and very high, like, profit just because, well, low overhead and high profit margins just because the nature of their, their company business. doesn't require like a lot of brick and mortar, a lot of like raw material to go into it. Or you could have a food company that has a lot of spoilage, like grocery stores, things spoil. There's a lot of turnover and outside of food product, things go bad. So there's a lot of like waste. And so what they actually can profit on is a lot smaller and a lot narrower. And now people usually be like, well, that's still... A hundred million dollars a year. Mm. Sure, but that's a hundred million dollars spread over these six hundred stories that I have, and we've lost this much. And so I barely made this. And what you want me to do is increase all of y'all's pay. And so I can't really like plan for future R and D expansion development, like any of the future plans that I have for my company because you guys think that you deserve more money. Yeah, I mean, that's the level of conflict that you're going to have. All right, well, I'm going to pay you more, but I'm also going to charge more for all the things that um, I sell. Oh, I mean, that's essentially just passing the buck. That's and then invest a little bit of money that I was paying you all this time if into you look this at Chipotle, real machine. They increase all their prices um, by like a quarter or oh, 20 cents, something like that. I don't particularly care. I mean, a quarter... Doesn't really seem like a lot, but oh no, it's ad nauseum. When it came to people rising their raising their prices, it didn't really affect the way that I moved through my life at net really at all. Because ultimately, Chipotle, McDonald's, all these fast food prep places, they are ultimately secondary. Because I do not need to buy food from these places. This is a matter. But they're of not the only people that are raising their prices. Clothes prices are going up. Last everything grocery, across gas, the board is is, is increasing in price. It's not just is like the only thing I really need to buy is maintain my car, buy gasoline, but like I can buy clothing, but there's a plethora of places I can buy clothing from and I don't have to buy the most expensive things. No, I'm not saying that you do, but even the cheaper things are either of a much lower quality now to keep them in that same price point or they're more expensive to maintain them being able to afford the same quality just due to a lack of resource, higher inflation, just a lot of circumstances, um, paying people more. So employers are subsidizing that cost through increasing costs of um, products. That's just generally across the board. So it's not really like people can really opt out of being affected by it. So I guess it's, you got to choose what you're okay with. Yeah, and I personally don't mind paying more so other people can have a better quality of life. Not that big a deal to me. Uh, a lot of these things are just kind of secondary. I mind. Oh, <laughs> then I sure do too. Nigga, if my dollar can't stretch as far as it once did at one time, what the fuck is the point of all of this? I don't get it. I mean, I don't necessarily. I mean. Money is the ultimately the compensation that I get. But the thing is, I haven't made minimum wage in such a fucking long time that I'm to a certain degree. I'm disconnected to it because it's just like 
it, with my current skill set, I, I make 20 to $25 an hour. Mm-hmm. Stock lot walking out the door. That's like, is that like minimum for you? Or not Generally $20 to $25 an hour, depending upon who I'm working for. Oh, okay. Like, if you go to a company, you can earn more. Oh, if I'm going to a company, like the last company I worked for, I made 27 Oh, okay. So if I'm going to a company, like if I were to work for, let's say, Progressive right now, I'm probably making 55000 just walking in the door. Okay. At the very minimum. Before bonuses, before any of that stuff. So it's just like, like getting my degree pretty much insulated me from actually having to worry about the lower end of the market. So I, I just don't exist there anymore. I mean, while I don't exist there, I recognize that what happens down there has effects on me up here. And uh, just because I can afford to pay more for things doesn't mean that I want to. If I don't want to pay for something, I just won't pay for it. No, it no, just, no. That's not how I want to exist. I don't want to have to. Uh, make a choice on whether or not you want something enough to pay for it? No, I don't want to have to. Sacrifice? For other people's um, random game. Oh, well. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm not willing to sacrifice. I'm not willing to sacrifice for other people randomly. Oh, as of this point. Like Ash just said, she don't got the degrees and things like us. But you know what Ash does have? A fucking brain that works and she figured out a way that she can maintain her life and create a whole business and, and do things. So there's, so these motherfuckers that don't have degrees and shit like that, I don't, I don't feel no, no, she's a whole mom. <laughs> they can eat my dick. <laughs> we can take I'm, a break and go to Ashley's Park. It's like, I'm well, bad no, now. My entire thing with that is, at that point, they figured out a way that they can leverage their situation into a better situation. So. No, I don't vote for them. That's I, why I, I, I don't support the, oh, we need to raise minimum wage. You need to shut my suck, suck dick. Oh, oh dick. I mean, it seems like they're winning, so. Uh-huh. They not go for. 